Good morning and welcome to the Gardening Gang with Pete Little and Sherilyn Darcy and a cast of thousands today because Sherilyn is on remote, a special location. Tell us where you are, babe. Hey, good morning, Pete. Good morning, Central Coast. I am in hot, 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 sunny Cairns. I'm up here and I tell you what, up here we don't have daylight saving in Cairns. So uh, it's an hour early. It's 7 a.m. and it is hot, hot, hot. I've got, but I'm, I've got the aircon on. I'm cheating. I'm che- I walked down and I had a little walk around and I went, oh, my goodness, grab my cappuccino and uh, back here for the gardening gang. Hot, hot, hot. Good morning, Pete. Well, a big show coming up today from Cairns and the uh, reason that Sherilyn's in Cairns, it is the Community Radio Award tonight in the big city. Of course, over the weekend, they've got the convention and hopefully a couple of awards may go to Coast FM programs. So Sherilyn's there and our mm. hot producer... Sarah is also in the <laughs> position for part of our show. She as well is. Today She's to talk right about here. That award activity. Uh, so big day mm. coming up today from Cairns with the gardening gang. Pete normally on the road, but Sherilyn's on the road at <laughs> the moment. That's a bit of a turnabout, isn't it? Eh? <laughs> it is. We sort of like tagged each other last week, didn't we, Pete? It was like the baton change, and uh, and off I went north. Well, so very exciting. So yeah. I thought I'd play a track here to start the show off, Cheryl, and this is one that was recorded by one of your mum's favourite bands. I'm referring to ABBA. And they had this song Uh. recorded uh, for the Australian audience. And it fits really well with Cairns, the tropical Loveland from Coast FM. Gardening Gang with Pete Little and Sherilyn Darcy on this Saturday morning and this little program today, as always, and throughout the year, our marvellous sponsors, Alan Graham's Caravans and RVs at Wyoming and also Doormaster Security Doors and Windows at Berkeley Vale. Sherilyn and Pete Sherilyn's in Cairns this morning, um, tropical or Cairns. Now listen, Petal, you've been researching the tropical plants that grow in Cairns. Do they grow... Or will they grow down here or selected plants will grow wow. on the coast? What do you reckon, Not all of them, Pete. Not all of them. A tropical plant, a true tropical plant, is defined as one that's native to areas around the world between the Tropic of Cancer and the Tropic of Capricorn. And these plants are used to a temperature that always remains above 18 degrees Celsius, oh, and it's humid and day frost-free. Mm. Yeah, that's right. And it's also a humid area, and it's also frost-free. No frost at all. So, as we know, across the central coast, because we're such a big, beautiful area, we've got lots of microclimates. You know, up at Mangrove Mountain, frost at times as well. And then, you know, it doesn't stay above 18 degrees C all the time. So, a true tropical plant. Look, while some may grow they'll never reach the potential that they do in tropical places. So what we see is tropical plants as house plants where we live. So the vast majority of house plants that you see uh, around the Central Coast and around the rest of Australia are our house plants. That's what they are because they when we live inside, we usually like our, our houses to be above 18 degrees C all the time. Usually it's a bit humid from us cooking and having showers all the time. And I don't know about your place, but I don't have any frost in my house. And what about these tropical plants requiring water and feeding? Do they need more attention? They do, they do Pete, that's the thing. Now, uh, rainforest or tropical area is made up of different layers, so you've got you've got your big trees and you've got your sort of middle understory and then the smaller plants as well and they're constantly like shedding leaves and dying and feeding the soil, so the soil is very, very rich and that humidity as well brings in a lot of uh, decay, so it's very, very rich. So when you have tropical plants, they will need more feeding, they'll need more water as well. But never fear, you can still get the tropical look no matter where you are with a few little tips here. So there are things that do grow that aren't true full tropical plants. They're sort of borderline. One that you see right across the central coast, and I, and I have seen a couple here that grow really well, are the strelitzias. They're the birds of paradise. Bougainvillea, really, really popular as well. 
looks very sort of tropical. Your angel's trumpets, be careful that they are toxic. So if you've got small kids and pets, you probably don't want those in your your uh, area at all. And here's one that I know, and, and they, they do listen in, the Bromeliad Society of the Central Coast. Good morning. Uh, your Bromeliads look amazing, and I've t- taken some photographs up here, here in Cairns. There's over 3,000 species. Not all are going to work on the Central Coast, but a vast majority will, and they're really good. The canna lilies, the clivias, the cordelines, hibiscus, mandevillas, and most of the gingers as well. And now let's not forget, not one of my favourites, Peter, as you know, and our listeners know, the palms. The palm trees do do rather well on the Central Coast. And I think in the 1970s, everybody sort of came and went, oh, look, this is like a tropical love land here. I'm putting a palm tree up. I, was I will say... I, I will say, I, will, I know there's a lot at Saratoga, isn't there? I don't know what's wrong with you guys. Anyway, the problem with palms is that palms and gum trees and Australian natives are not buddies. They're not our, they're not bed, garden bed buddies. All right, palm. Palms have two root systems. One that's really deep that goes down and tries to get the water where it is. Then they have a very fine root system that goes just underneath the soil level. And that's because they're trying to sort of hold themselves there and get as much nutrients as they can because they usually grow sort of, you know, like by the, by the seaside and uh, just away, a little bit away from the sort of tropical jungle. Now, the problem is that that second root system steals all the water and nutrients from our gum trees and if you put a gum tree and a palm tree together it's disaster at some point you're going to kill the gum tree because the palms they're they're nutrient thieves that's what i call them so let's get away from those there's a lot better things that you can find out there to create the tropical look at your place uh, phrase i've not heard before Nutrient now, thief. It's like an oxygen thief. Can yes. I just say that a couple of texts are coming through saying, Pete, are you sure that Sherilyn on the air there? Because oh. uh, the voice is very different. Got my husky voice. And you're not feeling yes. well in the voice. You can feel well in the head, I suppose. But everybody I actually times feel has had a really... bad voice. Yeah, look, a couple of weeks ago, I did have a, um, a really bad bronchial infection about three weeks ago and a, and a bad cough. I'm actually 100% fine now. I'm, I'm really well. In fact, our station manager, Sarah, told me I look fantastic this morning compared to what I've, I've been. I feel great, but I've just strained my vocal cords. That's all it is. And I got a little tickle there. But uh, thank you, everybody, for your concern. But I don't know. I think I like my sort of sexy yarn event uh, voice now. Well, I, the only I, I, thing I is, can it. I just say this? It sounds very mm. Similar, if you take this the right way, as what's hot, Vicky. Right. So side oh. by side, there wouldn't be a great deal of difference. <laughs> We have to bring no, the real it. Sherilyn no, back. Got... Don't go away, the real Sherilyn. Please. Oh, no, no, I'll come back. I'll come back. I'm here with my heart and souls here, Pete. Let's take a bit of music and come back. And Sherilyn talks about Woytopia. Coast FM 963, home of the great classic hits and also home of the gardening gang. Thanks for being with us today. We've got an amazing event happening tomorrow, Woytopia 2022. And I've got Julian Bowker with me right now, who's the event manager. He's helped put all this together. Welcome to the Gardening Gang, Julian. Hey, Julian, how are you doing? Really, really good. Excited about this. Has Woytopia been on before? I've got this vague uh, yeah. memory that it's, maybe pre-COVID. Yeah, yeah. This will be the seventh Woytopia that's run. It has run six times before. Mm-hmm. But obviously there were some floods that happened and then we've had COVID. So we haven't run for a few years. So finally, uh, we've got it all together for tomorrow. It's all happening. So it's all looking great. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so Woytopia, I'm going, it's obviously at Woiwoi, but what's it all about? Yeah, so it's down at Woiwoi Public South School, just a few minutes' drive from Woiwoi Station. Basically, it's a big family sustainability festival. We've got a fantastic, massive music stage, so lots of groovy musical day. Mm-hmm. Um, there's going to be a big marquee full of wildlife. The wildlife park is going to be oh, here. Okay. So there's going to be lots of things going on there, and there's going to be lots of green talks and gardening talks. There's a fantastic wellness space and the circus is going to be here. And there's heaps and things to do for the kids and lots of food and a big, massive market. Sounds really good. Well, we're a gardening show and you mentioned gardening there. So what sort of things in particular are there for gardeners? Some fantastic talks going on. We've also got the Carry On Eco Garden are going to be here and the Woiwoi Community Garden. So if you haven't seen or met those people, it's really mm. worth coming down to, to talk to them. And we've got some talks on there. Somebody doing talking on chickens, permaculture, 
somebody's uh, doing a talk on garden tool maintenance. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've also got a beekeeper. So bees are obviously going through Ooh. a tough time at the moment, particularly yes. in New South Wales. So beekeepers coming down. Got the lovely Tanya doing some talk on composting and worm farming. Ah. Um, so if you've got any garden questions, particularly in the local area and what you can do in your local backyard, mm-hmm. uh, come down and talk to the team at either the uh, garden stall or yep. come and listen to one of the talks. Sounds fabulous. Sustainable Living Festival. What does sustainable living actually mean, Julian? Uh, well, we're just trying to encourage people to think a bit more about what their impact is on the planet. So you know, use less plastic, recycle mm-hmm. more, just think about the choices that they're making. So yeah. a lot of it is you know, natural stuff. We should also have a barbecue that's obviously not using beef. So we're using more sustainable meat, oh. such as roux and possum and crock and other things like that. Oh, okay, and still having loads of fun. I can see that. I'm looking at the website at the moment. So if anyone wants to have a little look before they go down tomorrow, voidtopia.org, and you can find all the details. On from 9am to 4pm at the Woi Woi South School, uh, all day tomorrow, Sunday the 30th of October. I'm so glad that it's back on. Thanks for joining us today, Julian. No worries. Thank you very much. Look forward to seeing everybody there tomorrow. It's going to be a fantastic day. And uh, bring the family, bring a picnic rug. And, uh, yeah, stay for the day. There's plenty to do. That'll be great. All right. Thanks, Julian. You're listening to Coast FM 963. There's a band called Hot. No, the band is not called Hot. It's the Arrow Band. And the track is called Hot, Hot, Hot. We're playing that because today Cheryl is stuck in this darn hot climate way up there in Cairns. The radio program today coming to you from the location of the CBAA Awards. CBAA meaning the Community Broadcasting Awards of Australia. And we've got a couple of uh, great programs at Coast FM that have received final nominations for those awards. And you guys will be collecting the gold, right, Sherilyn? Look, you know, fingers crossed. First of all, RAW, our Youth Living with Disability program that's on Monday nights is up for Best New Program. Yay! I'm so excited. And actually, our station manager is a producer of that show, so uh, I'm hoping she gets to go up and get the gong for that. And homebrewed it's like monday night fiesta up here so homebrewed who's which is on after raw on a monday night which is our sort of younger local australian music show that one has been nominated for best australian music content there's another big one so hopefully so fingers crossed so we're up for two awards and uh, sarah and i are going tonight to the gala a ballroom event at the Shangri-La Hotel in Cairns. It's a big, big night for the awards dinner and hopefully we can bring home two gold, Pete. I'd like to see the party frocks. Can we get some photos of those party frocks tonight, <laughs> you reckon? We, well, look, I tell you what... <laughs> if, you're both beautiful I tell ladies. you what, all jokes aside, Pete, I am about to put, after the show, I'm going to put the link up so you can everybody can watch the awards from home because the award ceremony will be streamed live uh, on the internet. So we're going to behave ourselves. So I'm going to put that link up and it'll be on our Facebook page. So that is uh, that is Coast FM 963 Gosford Facebook page. There'll be a link there. You'll be able to see it on our website as well. Uh, that'll be sitting up there. And you can click on that. It's free. doesn't cost anything. And you can watch the awards. So you can see our gorgeous frocks. So we'll give you a wave as well. And, uh, and, and actually, it'll be a great night. So just see what community radio is all about as well. Because this is... All the stations right across Australia. I think there's about 480 stations that are represented. Uh, at I don't know if they're all here. I don't know if they're all here in Cairns. It'll be a big night, but uh, that's what we're up to, and you can watch us live tonight. Now, can I just say the theme of these two gals in their office says growing old disgracefully. I think that's very good. Uh, probably going to be carrying away that particular award tonight. The growing old disgracefully award as well. Come on, think, I don't think I'm oh, not that old, Pete. Oh my goodness. Growing old. <laughs> Growing old. Okay, well, back to the tropical plants. <laughs> We're talking tropical plants because we are in Cairns today with the gang. And, Sherilyn, what is the uh, state of play with our tropical plants at the moment? Okay, so the thing is that, as I, I said earlier, that not all of tropical plants will grow, but you can get the tropical look with a few clever little design tips here that I've got for you. So not every area is going to accommodate those plants, but here we go. Select plants that have darker foliage as this increases the perceived 
depth of your garden and you know that jungle sort of look and that deep look will be you know looking tropical that's it make sure that you group plants together so if you've got lots of plants with smaller leaves put them together because the increased volume and mass planting will make a viewer think that they're looking at one big plant not lots of small ones and subconsciously we tend to think of tropical plants as bigger and having bigger leaves even though that's not always the case just be mindful that by placing plants closer together that that will increase the humidity great for cans not so great for the central coast uh, so just be very very mindful of that because you don't want to get fungal issues vines will also boost the tropical jungle vibe of your tropical paradise but look for things like the australian natives like wonga wonga vine and bower of beauty the good old um Pandaria jasminides, fantastic. That, that'll give you a really nice tropical look. Add in a few plants with an unusual and bright blossoms, things like bird of paradise. There's also white birds of paradise now. I know our friends at Narara Valley Nursery have a few. They look beautiful. As I said before, bromeliads look fantastic. Any pots that you've got outside, go for deep emerald greens so it increases that lushness in your garden. And also dark earthy colours will work well. Rustic timber furniture is a must so that's what you want you don't want glass and aluminium you want things to look rustic and tropical and, and sort of a bit wild as well add in some uh, fountains or water features but don't do fast running fountains do things that have got um, putting things that with slow trickling effects because it'll mimic the sound and the feeling of the rainforest bamboo can give you a tropical look but mm, make sure it's the one that's not going to get away from you so you, do, you don't want the stuff that goes everywhere but if you like bamboo you might like tiger grass okay because that's not as invasive and cordylines are everywhere they grow so well they will give you a tropical look no problems at all especially the lipstick pink ones you get that nice hot sort of pink look and uh, those spear like leaves look good and let's not forget the good old guy mere lilies even without that glorious lily head those great big strappy leaves look very very tropical to most viewers Beautiful. Nice ideas there. And a tropical day here on the coast coming up for about 26, 27 degrees. Lovely <laughs> weekend. Take a bit of tropicality. The thoughts of a tropical garden with you today as you party around yeah. the coast. Sheridan will take a song and come back real soon with a bit of MC Microbe, huh? Coast FM 963, home of the great classic hits and also home of the gardening gang. It's time now for MC Microbe, the man with all the green living tips. And a little birdie told me that he's got something new to share with us. Hey, MC. How you going, Sherilyn? What is the new thing that you've got to share with us? I'm, I'm dying to find out. It's interesting, you know, I didn't realise a lot of weeds happened by accident in our gardens and they've been introduced accidentally um, as garden ornamentals and things like that. Let's not forget the prickly pear and things like that. But you're right, and there's a lot of houseplants at the moment that people are getting really excited about and they probably shouldn't be in our gardens because they can do a bit of damage to our bushland. That's it. There's an, a service, I guess. It's a service that's become available. Mm -hmm. uh, it's just sort of been rolled out and you can actually participate in helping them with updating their portal. Um, they're called Gardening Responsibly and they are, I believe, an Australian government organisation mm -hmm. partnered with them and they're all about helping people choose the right plants oh, where they right. provide, they put these plants through a series of examinations, I guess, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. at the end, if everything's okay, they're certified with a, a Gardening Responsibly stamp on them. So. Oh. Yeah, yeah. So the person who is uh, purchasing that and planting it can mm -hmm. be assured that it's a-okay in terms of the supplier and the, the plant itself and such. Right, okay. I'm just having a look at the website now. So it's a bit like the heart smart tick, you know, if something's, you know, okay, good for your heart. So this is like good for your garden. This is okay. I can see what they're doing here. So the website, uh, MC, I'm just having a look now. It's gardeningresponsibly.org.au. That's what it is. And it was actually an award finalist in the New South Wales Sustainability Awards. Yeah, that'd be something that rings true to your heart, isn't it? I love oh, yeah. it. Something that I thought somehow might have already been out there, but it actually, it hasn't been out there. This is a, it's, it's a new thing. I like it a lot. Yeah, I guess it's 
hasn't really been applied to this platform. Mm. Um, now, I guess, yeah, they're getting to the down to the roots of it all. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> I see what you did there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so they have like suppliers. Oh, they've got suppliers that are in the program. Uh, you can become a supplier as well. You can help out with uh, research to help certify things, partner with them. There's a blog on there as well to keep up to date. I really like this because I think there's a lot of these ornamentals that we'd love to have in our garden and it's such a great thing to to make sure that we're gardening responsibly. This is great. Thank you, MC. It is fascinating. I'll share with you, you know, I didn't realise that ornamental plants can become quite invasive Mm. weeds and so on affect our endangered species uh, here in Australia. And I guess, yeah, you, you just don't realise the cause, how it can be passed on like that throughout our Quite throughout easily. Our Look, yeah. Well, you know, it's like all the brides um, sort of pre-pandemic were all into this pampas grass, you know, and that's why you see so much of it from here to the Hunter Valley from across the central coast because we have a lot of weddings outside. And pampas grass was just, you know, the, the fluffy sort of seed flower heads of it, so popular in wedding sort of arches and displays that it's <laughs> choking our waterways now because one sort of head of that is millions of seeds. So you can actually go onto the portal, put it in, that's gardeningresponsibly.org.au and you can search to see if your plant is low or high risk, if it's going to become a weed, an invasive weed. How cool is that? Okay, well, thanks for letting the cat out of the bag there (laughs) with the Gardening Responsibly uh, organisation. Love it, MC. As always, MC joins us at The Gardening Gang to share all the best green living tips every Saturday morning. Thanks, MC. No worries. Got that one bookmarked. That's it. (laughs) You're listening to Coast FM 963, home of the great classic hits and home of the Gardening Gang. There's Billy Joel at Coast FM. This is The Gardening Gang with Pete Little and Cheryl and Darcy today, being sponsored by our very good friends, Alan Graham's Caravans and RVs at Wyoming, open all weekend, and also the Doormaster Security Doors and Windows at Berkeley Vale. Now, Cheryl, we've got the wonderful Vicky on the line this morning because time Yay. for the big Coast FM. What is hot with Vicky? Good morning to you, Vicky. Morning, Vicky. Good morning, guys. How are you today? What a bunch of communication freaks we are here today. We've got Tiffany <laughs> on the line. We've got the kids in uh, in beautiful cans there and Pete in the studio. Marvellous, marvellous, marvellous. Mm. It's all working beautifully. Now, Vicky, you are here today with words of wisdom. Somebody rang up and thought that uh, Sherilyn, with her bad throat at the moment, sounds like you. So we haven't got two Vickies, have we? We've got a Sherilyn and we've got a Vicky, very distinctive voices. So what's hot around the Central Coast Garden Centre at the moment? <laughs> All right. Coachwood Nursery at Summersby are having open days on the 11th, 12th and 13th of November. Free entry, plenty of epiphyllum cuttings and succulents for sale and also workshops that start at 3pm, plenty of room for everyone. Forest's Beach Garden Centre have got the yummy kiwi berry vines. Unlike kiwi fruit... The only vine required, and they're sweeter than kiwi fruit, kiwi fruit tea. Burbank House and Garden have got their last batch of the highly popular purple and blue kangaroo paws in store. And Mother Earth Nursery at Point Clare have got be- a beautiful range of clematis in white, pink, and purples. Now, let me take you to um, the top end of Mans Road, West Gosford there, where Narara Valley Nursery is, where you are right now, in fact. And tell us what's hot at the nursery there. Oh, well, it's the Halloween weekend, and what better plant for this ghoulish festivity than a carnivorous plant? Woohoo! <laughs> We've got Venus fly traps, they're fanged traps waiting for that poor, unsuspecting fly, or sundews with their tentacles of sticky digestive enzymes, great at catching fungus gnats, by the way, or monkey cuts, great if you're a thirsty monkey, not so great if you're a clumsy insect who slips and falls into its digestive traps. And all of these are available. Available now at Narara Valley Nursery. Oh, how cute. How well cute <laughs> that is for the uh, spooky weekend. I think Monday is the big spooky day, isn't it? Monday would be the day of Halloween, would it not? Yes, and you'll have to come in because Rachel and I will be wearing our little ghoulish outfits for the day. Ah. Ooh. Well, <laughs> the mind doth boggle, I must say. <laughs> Could these be short shorts over shorter shorts? <laughs> no, it won't be that kind of an event. <laughs> Maybe just a witch's hat and some candy. 
Oh, I think uh, at some stage there that Sherilyn may even outdo you. Now, let's uh, look <laughs> at what's, uh, what is happening around the... What's not summer hot? What do you think uh, could be improved in the world of gardening? Vic, what is your thought? Well, what's not hot is gardenias with yellowing leaves or perhaps dropping their leaves. Mm. So the gardenias are starting to bud up now for summer. So you need to start fertilising them with some kahuna. Kahuna's for acid-loving plants and gardenias just lap that up and then reapply it again in three months' time and you'll have lovely, healthy, blooming gardenias in next to no time. Okay, the gardenias win today. Now, let's get the competition going. Here we go. You <laughs> versus <laughs> me. And we've got uh, Sherilyn. The game yep, is the gardening gang game. Fact or fib? Sherilyn, okay, get your fib? Get your thinking caps on. Is it a, a botanical fact or is it a fib? Well, I'm in the tropics and nothing says tropics more than pineapples. I can't wait to have a pina colada tonight with a nice slice of pineapple in it. Pineapples caused a sensation in Europe after Christopher Columbus returned from the Caribbean in 1496 with one that miraculously survived the journey. And then everybody throughout Europe thought they were amazing and they used to put them on the table. They never ate them. This is all true. This is absolutely true. They never ate them. They put them there because they were worth so much money. But the thing is... The pineapples, weren't, they were eaten sometimes in the Caribbean, but they were used to eat people. So the what? people, the carnivorous, yeah, 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 yeah. The tribes that used to eat people in the Caribbean used pineapples in the big pots to soften the meat of humans. You know how we, you can use oh, pineapples as a marinade? Okay. They just sweeten them up and to soften the, the tissue, you know, that, that's what they used to do. So people, people used to eat people. the word person colada came in rather than a pina colada? P- person colada. <laughs> so there'd be a person colada. Okay, so I'm going to say, I'm going to ask you right now, is it a fact or is it a fib that certain tribes in the Caribbean rainforest and the Brazilian rainforest used to use pineapples to soften the flesh of humans oh, if they ate them. Oh, that's a tricky Ooh. one. Vicky, what are your thoughts on that one? Well, that is absolutely how I soften the flesh on my human meat, so I'm going to say yes, that's true. <laughs> well, I thought they used rhubarb, so I'm going to say it was a fib. Oh, okay. It's absolutely true. It's oh. absolutely true. There are, yeah, they're absolutely true. Well done, it's absolutely Victoria. true. You've killed it. Today. Well done, Vicky. It's a bit of a ghoulish one, one today. There, I thought because it was well, look, I thought because it's Halloween. Let's go a bit spooky, but yeah, absolutely. So, uh, but you know, if you want to soften the meat of your uh, roast, just put some pineapple in there because you know it's already been done before. Soften the meat of your man. <laughs> Thank you very much. Oh my god. <laughs> On that score, he had to we'll go. Here's <laughs> Marty Roan. What a hard-working guy he is, Marty Roan. Always out there doing something, particularly for charity events. Marty Roan and that mean pair of jeans here at Coast FM with Pete Little and Sherilyn Darcy. And, of course, if you've just joined us, you may not be aware that uh, Sherilyn is located in the high-rise apartments of a luxury hotel in Cairns this morning. What's it like? Yep. It's uh, f- rather fabulous, actually. It's uh, very, very nice. It's sunny. It's We're hitting a top, I think it's 33 degrees in Cairns today. I, I'm pretty sure we're almost there. It's very humid, very beautiful, very, very beautiful. And I'm looking out over at the Shangri-La over there. We're off to the ballroom tonight for the awards night. And it's just gorgeous. But you know what? There's another water thing happening today, but it's in... The Central Coast, the Heritage Ferry and Workboat Challenge is on today, Pete, I hear. Yes, of course, the uh, Davistown putt-putt has been cancelled again because mm-hmm. of the state of the field there, well, the field, the wow, reserve okay. at Davo. But this event is part of that mm-hmm. and still going ahead. Tell us about it. Okay, well, the challenge will commence off the Gosford Sailing Club at midday with a finish line off the Gosford Sailing Club at 1.15pm. A fleet of heritage ferries and work, work boats, including the 110-year-old fully restored ferry Protex, will be participating. And it's all to support kids with cancer on the Central Coast. And it's on beautiful Brisbane water. It's going to be fantastic. The finish line will be lined with putt-putt launches, recreating a scene reminiscent of Harbour Regatta 
Jesus in the early 20th century. This is so exciting. Um, over 400 years of Australian maritime history will battle it out in the Heritage Ferry Challenge, raising money for kids with cancer foundation. So get along there. It, it looks, it sounds like it's going to be a nice day. Is that right on the Central Coast? Absolutely Pete? brilliant day today. I think it's about 12 o'clock. Mm-hmm. They take off. Now, fees are mm-hmm. very reasonable. I think 20 bucks for an adult, 15 concession kids are cheaper. That's and really good. And of course, to kids with cancer. So that's yeah. on today. And I think they'll mm-hmm. get a great crowd because the weather is absolutely superbo. Absolutely yeah, I, this would be today. this would be great. Look, honestly, if I if I wasn't sitting in Cairns looking out at the, the the ferry terminal here, I'd be sitting down there and being at that. This looks absolutely fantastic, and it's this is the second running of this event. The first was held in 2019, and of course we haven't been able to have it. And it brings together a number of former Sydney Harbour, Hawkesbury River, and Central Coast Maritime workhorses, and the combined ages represent over 400 years of Australian maritime Get history. Out of here. I'm like they're four. Refitted and of course uh, passed yep. for a survey so they can put people on board yes, quite yes. legally, can they? It, absolutely. And it, look, it's all for a good cause to support kids uh, with cancer as well. So it's so good. So get down there, get together, my fantastic regatta, beautiful day as well, and support kids who really need our help as well and get your family and friends out. <laughs> Yes, we're in Cairns with Sherilyn this morning. Pete's here in Gosford in our studios in the Central Coast. And this is the Gardening Gang, the tropical version today. Good morning to Sherilyn once again. How you doing, babe? Good morning. I'm, I'm good. I'm going very, very good. Uh, and it is getting hot, 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 reaching up to a top of 33 degrees and humid, humid, humid. And hot, hot, hot for the Community Broadcasting Association of Australia Awards Night tonight here in Cairns. Yes, you've got the executive producer of those programs there as well. I don't know if she's on the I microphone, do. but Sarah's with she you. She is on the mic. She's also playing the part of uh, your guidance counsellor up there as well. Make sure you don't play up. <laughs> and... <laughs> Tell us all about the awards. Now, we're nominated for a couple of awards. The Gardening Gang was there last year. Didn't quite get mm-hmm. the number one, but, boy, mm, yep. that was a great start to our program. But this year, we've got two fabulous programs in that award uh, nomination for tonight's uh, big presentation. Tell us about that. We do. Pete, Sarah here. So happy to be here with Sherilyn, and I'm so proud of Coast FM. We, we had the Gardening Gang the year before and also Central Coast Maritime History, which is quite topical considering the event going on today with the Heritage Ferry and Workboat Challenge. But uh, this year we've got Raw Youth Disability Radio for Best New Program and Homebrewed for Contribution to Australian Music Category. Sherilyn mentioned earlier in the show that these are Monday night programs and that's traditionally our youth night at Coast FM. So I'm really glad that we have recognition for some of our younger presenters here on Coast FM, but also recognition of the amount of work that goes into all these programs and sneak peek here behind the scenes there's a lot of hours that go in and Sherilyn and you would know about these people there's a lot of hours that go into preparing these shows and it's wonderful to have them recognized so I'm really excited to be heading out to the awards with Sherilyn. And the important thing too of course to consider is their volunteer programs so the people who put those shows together They are here for the love of it, not for the dollars. And that's a very important part of community radio's work as well. Marvellous. Absolutely, absolutely. uh, And with contribution. Champagne, Sarah. If you win, I'll send a bottle the other way. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we we can't go back the verve, but, um, you know, we we won't be be sending that back home. But um, uh, absolutely, celebration. And even if we don't win, I'm really excited. Contribution to Australian music category for Homebrew. That's so important, especially. The, the, the role that community radio plays with that one and Raw Youth Disability Radio and Angus Hamill, he's just knocked it out of the park. So I just want to uh, we'll make sure that people don't others. think that the homebrew program is about how to make your own alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. No, it's, it's not. It's the best of Central Coast and Australian artists, new and emerging, and they've done a lot of support uh, for local talent. 
uh, and they've done a lot of interviews, a lot of guests over the years, and, and this one isn't just for the presenters, but also all the guests that have appeared on both programs as well. Okay, well, this is the Gardening Gang, hour two underway. Coast FM 963. Coast FM, the station with the classic hits, it's the big, 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 big program taking it easy in Cairns. Is Sherilyn this morning here for the awards and the CBAA, the Community Broadcasting Convention, which is on right now. Now, Sherilyn, mm. get your hands yes. dirty. Come on, get your hands. Yeah, that's it. While I'm sitting by. I'm going to be sitting by the pool here in, on the Esplanade, but the rest of you coasties, get your hands dirty, get your gloves on, get your gum boots on, because this week it's all about planting, 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 of course. But you can hop down to Burbank House and Garden at Erina. They've got a Kokodama workshop on today from 2 to 4. You will need to book. It's 436 That's at Burbank Erina. That's really fun. Kokodamas, they're like those little balls that hang up, those moss balls, and this will be such a fun thing to do. So that's on today, later on today. Now, in your own garden, this is what you can plant. Culinary herbs, archichokes, beans, beetroot, blueberries, cabbages, capsicums, carrots, celery, chicory, chilli, cress, cucumber, eggplants, endive, kohlrabi, leeks, lettuce. Get that lettuce in. It'll be going really well at the moment. Marrows, melons, mustard, okra, spring onions, parsnips, and tubers of potatoes can go in now. They'll do really well. But just be a bit mindful. Make sure that you've got really friable sort of well-draining soil because we've had a lot of rain. You've got to be careful of that. Pumpkins can go in. Radishes, raspberries, rhubarb, rosella, silver beets and squashes, strawberries, sweet corn, sweet potatoes, tomatoes and zucchinis. You can tell that it's spring, can't you? A few of the flowers you can put in, lots of flowers. You can put in bedding, begonias, asters, canna lilies, cosmos, carnations, dianthus, everlasting daisies, gerbers, geraniums, marigolds, petunias, love in the mist, nasturtiums, and, of course, get your sunflowers in for a beautiful sunflower look right over the new year. So get out there, get amongst it, and um, I'm not too sure. Is it still raining down there, Pete? No, 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 no. It's a beautiful it's sunny, day sunny, here sunny. on the coast. Sunshine okay, well, blue get skies for the entire weekend. Lovely. Well, get out there and make sure that uh, any drains are also cleared out in case there's more rain coming and restake those tomato plants and pick out any of those lateral ba- branches that are starting getting a little bit too overgrown because you don't want them to get too humid. Remember that? So uh, you want big tomatoes, not lots of tomatoes. Well, you know, you want a bit of beach, but you don't want them to get too crowded. So go in and tend to those Tommy Okay, the Tomiatos indeed. We look forward to having those for Christmas, don't we? Oh, we do. Tomiatos. And we've got uh, Doreen standing by in Studio 2. She'll be on the air in just a tick, and we'll talk about Mm -hmm. the market. Feel right at home with the Gardening Gang. Coast FM 963. There's Ringo Starr there, and that's your 16. Talking about a rock and roller who's passed away, Sherlyn, you've probably caught up with the news mm, in Cairns that Jerry Lee has taken the big leap off the stage and is now up there proclaiming still the ability to jump up on the uh, piano and kick that leg up yes. there. He was, uh, of course, what? in Australia we have Jade Hurley who takes off many of those stunts, mm-hmm. but Jade is still with us. Jerry is gone. Mm-hmm. I thought we'd play mm-hmm. something that shakes this morning. What do you think of this one? Host FM 963 and you're at home with the gardening gang. Time to talk pets now with Liza, our pet expert. Liza, it is springtime and I'm a little bit hoarse today because I get allergies. (laughs) But do pets suffer from allergies as well? Absolutely. I mean, one of the biggest things that vets have to deal with is not just fleas and ticks, but about all of the plant allergies that occur, especially in dogs. These can also happen in cats and other animals too. Mm -hmm. And the biggest kind of form of allergies that these topical skin allergies that occur are usually contact allergies. And contact allergy means they're coming in contact with something in your garden that's irritating them. Now, the really common ones, especially around where we live here on the Central Coast, is wandering trad, Moses in a cradle, turtle vine. I have purple heart, which is a lovely part of that family and as you know it's a quite an ornamental plant mm-hmm. a lot of people have it in hung- hanging plants and things like that well when animals especially dogs come into contact with it it irritates their skin they lick itch or scratch 
And that puts a bacterial load in that area and they'll end up with hot spots, contact allergy, dermatitis, Mm -hmm. and all of those kind of things that make them itch and lick and lose hair. Now, a really good way to get help for that is to obviously weed your garden, get out there, (laughs) get rid of having some fun in there, get rid of it. If you have chickens, they love eating it. Um, obviously, if you're taking them to parks and areas where you don't have control over the gardening, bring them home and just give them a little wipe off. Or you can use products like Alavine, leave-on conditioner from Dermcare, which actually helps combat that by just putting it on and giving them a bit of a protective layer in between baths. And then when you do wash them, use something sensitive to the skin and that will usually keep it under control. So, Liza, are mm-hmm. there different breeds that are more susceptible to allergies than others? Absolutely. I mean, if I had a dollar for every staffy type dog mm. that had an, like a contact allergy problem or a Labrador or, you know, that type of retriever dog who gets hot spots routinely every summer, Mm. um, you know, because they've got a flea allergy, you know, one flea bites them even if they're on a product and their whole skin flares up. There's definitely breeds who definitely respond more to different things and have to be treated in different ways by your veterinary team to combat what's going on. And this can happen for the duration of their lifetime. So if you do get them on a good routine, like I had a golden retriever years ago and she was so gorgeous, but she loved water and in summer, water and her meant hot spots. And I knew that if I gave her a medicated bath every three weeks, I wouldn't get a hot spot. But if I'd waited that fourth week, a hot spot would occur. So you find that you have a balance and you can figure that out Mm -hmm. and then it's usually pretty smooth sailing. Liza, thank you so much for those great tips uh, to keep our pets nice and safe, especially during spring with all these allergy or allergens around. Thanks, Liza. That's right. No, that is absolutely my pleasure. Everyone have fun out there in the garden today. You're listening to Coast FM 963. Coast FM, Pete Little and Sherlyn Darcy. Today, Sherlyn's in uh, the lovely Cairns, which we all know about. And uh, we've got uh, Lachlan McDonald from Ray White McDonald Partners on the line talking about Cairns. G'day, mate. How you doing? Hey, Pete. Uh, good to talk to you. Been to Cairns before, mate? What do you think? I, I have been to Cairns, yeah. Lovely spot. Uh, the weather weather probably doesn't agree with me too much. It's a little bit a uh, little bit sticky up there for my liking, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, Sheldon tells me she's enjoying the air conditioned cars, hotel facilities, so she's cool. Now you've been to Cairns, and on the property report today, we'll discuss the uh, the benefits or maybe the negatives of investing in some of those places, those more remote holiday destinations in Australia. Uh, cans is that worthy of one's expectations to make a profit if you buy something up there? Uh, look, I think any of those holiday locations, there's definitely uh, there's definitely opportunity, but you just have to be really sort of careful as anywhere of sort of what you're buying and making sure that uh, you're not only buying it just to turn um, a profit over time, because they can be areas they can be a bit up and down because they're driven so much by. Uh, tourism and by people coming and going, so um, they they can't they can be maybe less consistent than uh, say a major major city, right? So yep. you just want to make sure if you are investing in those areas that you're able to hold for the long term. I think where you hear people get or come unstuck in those types of locations is they buy a property, uh, intending to hold it for a long time, but their situation changes and they've got to sell it. But it's at one of those times where there's just not that much interest in holiday property and so they can lose a fair bit of money doing mm. that. Um, so they're great places, but you need to make sure that you can weather the storm, so to speak, when <laughs> prices fluctuate and you don't have to sell well, it uh, at an inopportune uh, time. I've had friends who have purchased uh, you know, relatively cheap uh, up there compared to down here. But after a couple of years, they go, well, we're, we're sort of sick of going to Cairns on our annual holiday. We're going to sell the property and it hasn't been, a, shall we say, a very profitable outcome. It wasn't a, a loser. But, uh, it wasn't what they had expected. And what about things like uh, the cyclones? And are, they, are they impacting on prices or is well, that something that they recover from fairly quickly? I wouldn't think so. I think they, you know, they sort of recover fairly quickly. I mean, if we look at things like bushfires, um, you know, that's a great example. And uh, people were very focused on that immediately after the sort of recent bad bushfires we've had. 
Um, but, you know, their memories are, you know, quite short. I think the same thing would be with the cyclone. It gets rebuilt quite quickly and it's still a fantastic area. So I'm sure that uh, it doesn't really dampen people's enthusiasm for too long. Maybe while it's happening, though, Pete, I don't think uh, we want to be heading there then. <laughs> yeah, so a bit of negative publicity. Now, OK, so in theory, uh, let's just take a, uh, uh, a scenario that you had for your Bob to invest yourself. Would you invest in Gold Coast or Cairns? Oh, so I, I would look at the Gold Coast because <laughs> it has might. similarities to you know, the Central Coast that we uh, all love so much, which is that it has proximity to a major CBD. And and that, that's one key thing that insulates it from those sort of peaks and troughs. Even though the Gold Coast over the years has seen some very sort of big rises and falls, uh, I think just that proximity to Brisbane and the, you know the the, um, the employment uh, on offer there means that it's an option for people to live full time, um, and and more people could live there full time and less of a holiday destination only. So if ever you do need to sell, as I'm sure you can understand from that, it just means you've got a much broader spread of people that would be looking at the property. Well, Sherlyn, there it is. <laughs> I know uh, Sherilyn's parents have uh, retired there, which is they're very, very comfortable in that respect. But uh, as a uh, as an outsider investment, I think Gold Coast would be a better deal. Well, uh, you know what, Pete, we're we're talking, uh, you know, turning a profit. But you know what? If I think if you're looking at lifestyle and that's all, if you're investing in yourself and trying to really downsize and uh, unlock some money to go and enjoy enjoy life, then maybe it is a good investment in that respect. Oh, I see your point there. Yes, exactly. You can put a lot of money in the bank after selling that this way. Most <laughs> a definitely. A lot of money, mate. Okay, Lachlan, thank you for your time this morning, and uh, we'll catch you next week. More from the property guru, Lachlan McDonald, next week with the gang at Coast FM. Awesome. Thanks, Pete. A lot of love tonight in Cairns. It's the Radio Association's award night. Sherilyn's there, and so is our, mm. uh, you know, our station manager Sarah. They're hopeful of getting some lovely awards that uh, Coast FM can be very proud of. Sherilyn, what do you mm. hope that uh, will be the outcome tonight? You think that uh, it's Look, going I to be hope, Radio Five hope... Plus winning, or it will it be Coast FM? Which one? I think community broadcasting is the winner. Oh, that's what I think. It's that's a, it's a, very it's a, <laughs> I'm very diplomatic, aren't I? But honestly, um, look, I'm one of the presenters, obviously, at Coast FM, and I came from being a uh, subject matter expert, they call it. So I did that on the ABC and also at Channel 10 as well for a while. And after moving to the coast, I, I wandered into Coast FM and with the idea to have a gardening show. And I just thought it would be something just fun to do. Didn't think I did think a lot of it, but I just thought this would be good. And I have found a great love in community broadcasting. It's not just about doing your own show it's i'm actually getting a bit teary here it's been the most amazing experience honestly um leaves commercial radio and all that if anyone's listening was going to offer me a job forget it no i'm only joking <laughs> no but i wouldn't i would find it very hard to leave community broadcasting once it gets into your blood it really well, is my understanding uh mm. both you and sarah that's next to you have been offered jobs yep. in the uh, in the commercial world. Yes, and uh, you've been silly recently. enough to say no. <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah, Sarah, Sarah has, and so wealthy. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, look, I'm an author as well. I know Sarah's got a few irons in fires as well. And uh, look, I, I did sort of think it's about giving back to the community and I thought I'd do a little bit. I've ended up doing a lot more. But it's so important for locals to have a local voice and that's what I've found. And I know it's all exciting. You know, I've met Costa and done a few things with him. And even he's, he has so much appreciation. He does Gardening Australia and I know he listens sometimes. But um, it's so important to have these local programs with local content that people can and can listen to because unfortunately I'll get a little political now unfortunately a lot of our commercial stations and our great ABC after a couple of hours they switch over to Sydney you know for the central coast and the same in Cairns I hear a lot of the state or all the stations here they switch over to Brisbane so you're not hearing the local things you're not hearing about there's a flood down the street or there's a you know something happening that's important locally and that's what I love about it so t this is the we're actually at 
the Community Broadcasting Association of Australian Conference. So it's a three-day event and it brings together over 480 community radio stations from across the country. And there's a lot of things on. There's a lot of workshops on and a lot of sessions as well. And then it all culminates in the awards gala dinner tonight, which recognises the best of the best in um, all of across Australia. So it's a, it's a fantastic thing. And I think these things strengthen the community involvement as well and also raises the awareness of the fact that our community radio stations are so important to, to community. We're there all the time. As you, Pete, know and the rest of Coast FM and Sarah here knows, we kept the station going through the recent pandemic, um, putting all things in place. We were broadcasting from our homes and things, something that I think a lot of the bigger stations couldn't do and we were right there giving local information and local news and local connection and a local voice for everyone as well and that's what all of these uh, places do. As I said, I came in, I thought I'd just do a few months here, this will be great, but two and a half years later, you, you, I think it'd be hard-pressed to get me out of the place because I have such a passion for community broadcasting. And yet, it's true, I have turned down a, a commercial job because I adore it and I can see the difference it makes. Um, you know, look, okay, gardening's my bag and I love giving that local gardening advice and, and chat for people as well and as you know I'm passionate about our community gardens all 18 I counted them the other day our 18 community gardens that is so important to give them all a voice as well so this is great tonight and we'll go go raw go home brewed we hope they, they're a winner but even if not it's going to be great to um, be amongst the other people that give their time and put together this fantastic resource for all the community across Carol, Australia. I'm trying to work out while you've been away a few darts have been thrown at your photo in the foyer here. <laughs> you know who that might be? Could there be names that you'd like to mention? On the- no. No. No, no, I don't think there's any oh, look, it darts. I think it was. Oh, it was Sarah's. His was it? Oh, I'm sorry. It was oh, not Sarah's. Could have been yours, you naughty boy. <laughs> it's a gun. Dave Clark 5, right here at Coast FM 963. Bits and Pieces. We've had bits and pieces today from Cairns, the gardening game. Hey, Sherilyn, thanks for being with us today from Cairns. Hope you have a great it's night tonight. And bring home some bacon for the Coast FM audience. <laughs> Yeah, if you want to watch tonight, you can jump onto our Facebook page, Coast FM 963 Gosford, and I've put the link up there in the save links, and you can actually watch this streaming live, the Community Broadcasting Australian Awards, and uh, we'll give you a wave to the camera. So good luck to Raw, and good luck to Home Brewed. Sarah and I, hopefully, fingers crossed, bringing home the gold for Coast FM. Thanks, now, Coasties. Now, this week on the gardening gang back here at the base, yep. what's going to be the go? Yes. We're talking war. We're going from hot, hot, hot to water, water, water. So water features and water plants as well. We're talking about how you can bring those elements into your garden. If you've ever thought about having maybe even a fish pond in the garden, that'd be nice. Or a nice fountain. You've probably already got a great big fountain over there at Saratoga, I suppose. Oh, it's a 90,000 litre pool. At the pool. mansion. Oh, okay. So we'll be looking at lovely ways to bring water features and also water plants into your garden right across the coast. Okay, all that and the more gardening next gang show. back next week when Sheldon returns safely from Cairns. Have Absolutely. a good weekend then. You too.